0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Case Interview Podcast. What you're going to hear right now is an excerpt from episode number three, which is called Two Amazing Practice Methods Our Most Resourceful Clients Created. In it, we talk about the stories of two candidates who were our coaching clients and who each one of them created a really cool practice method to overcome their own very specific issue which worked greatly and they're now even successful in their jobs, one in McKinsey, one in BCG. And the idea behind this episode is not only to tell you those stories, as you're going to understand if you go back to listen to that episode, but it is to show you that you can be resourceful in your preparation and that you can create your own methods to develop the skills that you need the most, even when they don't exist or don't seem to to exist, the story you're going to listen to in this specific episode is from a client turned friend who is super intelligent. I admire her greatly, and she was doing greatly. She was her case solving skills were amazing by this time, but she still had trouble with the really hard, unusual partner cases. So she developed this specific method to help her improve her structuring and her case solving in those very hard cases. And the results were baffling. I remember when I was walking home and talking to her on the phone and she was telling me about her interview and I was super impressed with her performance in her last partner round interview in McKinsey, because she broke all the rules. She was already so proficient, so fluent, even in the hardest, unusual cases, that she was able to break all the rules purposefully, intentionally, and still get her offer. Or even better, because of that, get her offer and... By the end of the interview, the partner was actually talking to her about the projects that uh, he had going on and that he wanted her in, even gave her stuff to read, even before giving her an offer because he couldn't give her an offer on the spot, but gave her stuff to read. And he was saying things like, start reading this so you can get prepared for our project. Now, before I let you go on to hear her story, I want to tell you a little thing about how to listen to this podcast. So Bruno and I worked hard to only talk about relevant, timeless topics here on the pod, not the next big thing or the next shiny object that's always appearing and and taking away everyone's time, because we want this podcast and all of its episodes to become a library for your practice for the future. So... The best way to listen to this podcast is not to wait for the next episode to come out, but to go back to the start and either listen from episode one onwards. In fact, some of our best episodes are the ones we recorded early on. Or to go back to the beginning, roll through the headlines and pick the ones that seem the most relevant to you at the moment. Alright, now without further ado, let me let you go on to the episode. So the first one is by one girl who ended up getting her job in McKinsey and is there right now. So she was trying to improve her structuring skills and her creativity. She was already an advanced, very, very good case solver. And she wanted to get super good at solving the super hard cases so that no McKinsey partner would be able to take her down. Mm -hmm. What she would do is she would read a very hard case in the morning and then... A case prompt,
1: like just the case question.
0: Yeah, perfect. The case question. She would wait the entire day, do whatever she would do, go to work and stuff, and then come back at night and then at night
1: solve the case. Mm. Or structure it or solve the whole case. Like Would she do a structuring drill on the case or solve it with another person?
0: No, she would do a drill. She would solve it by herself.
1: Okay. But she wouldn't
0: only do the framework that you would do for an interviewer. Mm-hmm. She would go as deep as you ca- as she could in a way that she might as well have solved the whole case.
1: Okay. So she would kind of do the framework or the structure and then think or guess what question or what follow-up question the interviewer would ask her after she presented the, the structure And then go on to solve that question and so on until she builds like an argument of what recommendations she should give to her client or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Makes sense. And the benefit that she got with that, and that's according to her, is that she could come up with the best ideas, with the best structure methods, with the best prioritization. Because the case would sit in her mind for a long time. Mm-hmm. She would sometimes think about the case actively during the day, but the majority of the work was done in the back of her mind.
1: Yeah, what I see a lot of people who are listening to this, and and they might be thinking is, oh, that sounds cool, but you know, in an interview, I only have two minutes to structure, or one minute, or three minutes, or four minutes, or whatever, how many minutes people think they have in a case interview. But they're they're thinking, I only have a short amount of time. So what's the benefit of reading a prompt in the morning and then solving that case 10, 12 hours later?
0: That's a great question. That's a great question. That is something that people ask themselves a lot. And the answer to this is you need to be good at solving hard cases before you can be good and fast. And obviously, there is no use... In only being fast. If you solve Mm -hmm. the case poorly, you're not going to pass anyway. And before being good and fast, you have to be good. Mm -hmm. And when you take your time to think through the case and to solve the case in length, you're practicing being good. You're going to come up with several ideas that you wouldn't ever otherwise and that you're Mm going to use in many other cases, in different industries with the same case type, different case types with the same industry, completely different economic situations, but with similarities in behavior. You're going to come up with the best structure methods. You're not going to only be bound to what you've used really quickly and it's easy to place and think about in two or three minutes. And
1: you get that practice that you wouldn't get if you were practicing for only three minutes. All right, so what's the difference between... I'm trying to be the devil's advocate here. What's the difference between doing what she did, which, shall we give it a name? The 24-hour drill technique. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) 12-hour. Call it 12-hour. The 12-hour. Okay. What's the difference between doing the 12-hour drill technique and doing what we tell people to do in our course of when you're starting out, for example, if you have a difficulty structuring a case take your time to structure, even if you take 30 minutes, that's fine at first, because as you said, you want to develop the skill of doing it well before you develop the skill of doing it fast. What's the difference between doing it in 30 minutes deliberately and doing it in 12 hours, mostly in the back of your mind? Why was it specifically useful to her in her situation? So she wanted to solve
0: really hard cases. She didn't only want to solve cases at length, right? And she didn't Mm -hmm. only want to get good at regular cases. And for those really hard cases, sometimes you can't only use the hard front end power of your mind. If you let it sink in your mind for a long time, your mind's going to work on it and you are going to get better ideas. You're going to get a better structure. That is what she reported to me. She said that that made a clear difference in the quality of her answer. But there are other data points that support this. Like one thing that you and I do is if we have an idea, we're not necessarily sure about whether we should go on with it or not, we sleep on it.
1: An idea for our business. An idea
0: for our business, yeah. We sleep on it. And we, we decide to talk again the next day or two days later about it. And there's this other thing so there's an author called Josh Waitzkin. He's the author of The Art of Learning. And one of the things he recommends to any high performer, especially knowledge workers, is to once you finish your day of work, that works for anyone, right? Even uh, athletes. You finish your day of work and you think with yourself, "What is the most important question that I should be asking myself right now?" What is the hardest question that I should be able to solve that's going to bring me forward and then don't think about it don't try to answer it just sleep on it and then in the morning Mm -hmm. you come up with the answer not try don't try to remember what you thought previously just come up with the answer and you're going to get to a better answer than you would have otherwise so the power of the Mm -hmm. work in the back of your mind is something that I can see the power of it pretty explicitly and what it would make the mm-hmm. dif- where it would make the difference for her is that we, it would allow her to solve cases that were much harder. Does it make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes sense. What, what I was thinking here is I think there are basically three stages, let's call it that way. They're not necessarily sequential, but most of the time mm-hmm. they are. First, you're trying to learn the mechanics of how a case works. And I think that's the part of the preparation where most people are reading case in point, Victor Chang, or if they're smarter, they're they're using better resources. They're watching videos of case interviews to kind of like figure out how the game works. Mm-hmm. They're trying to understand the what, right? Yeah. Uh, what should I do? What phrases should I speak? In what kind of order? You know, should I pause and structure on paper and stuff like that? And the best way to learn this, I think, is to basically read about how the game works, what interviewers are looking for, stuff like that. Watch performances of people. Like you can can go to our case interview examples article, just look up on Google and we have the nine best case interview examples on the web there. And you can see how the performance is done and then try to mimic those behaviors, right? That's the very beginner stage. Then the second stage is trying to improve your weaknesses. And I'm kind of making up these stages as I speak, but it's what came to my mind. Second stage is you try to improve your weaknesses. And the things you need to do that is to get best practices for the thing that you need to improve on. If you have a weakness on structuring custom frameworks for your cases, you need a step-by-step method to do that. You need a system. For example, the one we teach in our free course, Case Interview Fundamentals, we teach a technique called the landscape technique and a four-step approach to create your own custom frameworks. Mm-hmm. And then you need to practice that deliberately. And here's the place where I think you need doing framework drills, if your weakness is creating your frameworks, in one sitting, right? You take 10, 20, 30 minutes at first. And once once you get good at it, you're naturally going to become faster. But before you get fast, you need to kind of internalize the steps of doing it right it's kind of like when you're trying to learn how to drive like it's not fluent yet you have to mm-hmm. think about which sorts of actions should i do in which step and you're very slow at first but once you get good at it you can become faster she was yeah. in the third stage she had mastered this already she could mm-hmm. already create custom frameworks she could already you know do all the stuff she was good at it but she had to train her intuition because the kind of cases she was trying to get better at were the kind of cases where most candidates, even very good candidates, would say, oh, I have no idea how to do that. Like, I have no freaking idea where to start. And a good candidate, like a really, really good candidate who had trained themselves in the second stage I talked about, they would say, uh, okay. I can create a structure for this, but I don't think I have all the good ideas that a partner would be expecting, for instance, like Mm -hmm. uh, my business intuition isn't well trained yet. Now, the problem with training your intuition is that it's intuitive. You can't train it consciously, right? It's not logic, it's connections, it's connecting the dots. Yeah. And what I was thinking about as you were describing this is... This connection of the dots happens in the unconscious, subconscious, whatever, in the part of, in the back end of your mind, like in the part of your mind that works as you sleep, as you go through your day, right? Kind of like mm-hmm. sleeping on the problem thing. Well, why, yeah. is that, why is that so effective to make decisions? Because you make, like if you have a decision to make and you sleep on the problem and the next morning your mind has made new connections that may be relevant to that problem that you might not have seen before. Now, if every morning you expose yourself to new business problems that are really hard to understand, really hard to figure out what's important about them, and you go through your day making connections, and then at the end of the day, you use logic, you use all the case interview toolkits, to organize that in a structured way, in a way that makes sense, in a way that would be logical and convincing, you're reinforcing the good, relevant parts of the connections you've made. But you had to make the connections in the first place, otherwise you're not improving your intuition.
0: Thank you for listening to the Case Interview Podcast. If you want to get more insights into how to prepare like the best candidates and increase your chances of getting your dream offer, you can listen to our entire back catalog starting from episode one. In fact, some of our best episodes are the ones we recorded earlier on. And if you want to go deeper and learn our best case solving techniques, we welcome you to join our free course called Case Interview Fundamentals. And you can get instant access to it at craftingcases.com slash course. Now, I hope to see you in the next episode or one of the previous ones.